1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
1: and good evening and welcome to another episode of the johnny cleveland podcast welcome we're part of the fanatical elves network and yes we have a special guest this evening uh on our show i i've invited um harold yarborough who i've had an opportunity to work with over the last i don't know several months um he has uh uh, some sports background and sports radio on uh on the voice core which is a uh, radio for the visually impaired and he has a i believe and harold you can elaborate on this but you have one of the longest uh longest lasting sports uh, shows in central ohio and i've just enjoyed having harold uh being invited to harold's show on these saturdays over the last several months and i wanted to get you on the show so um just to kind of talk a little bit about sports we are primarily talking about the cleveland browns on this network but i thought we'd uh harold you're a great philosopher of sports and everything around that and uh uh would just love to get, get your takes tonight so thank you for joining us uh appreciate you being on our on our podcast how are you this evening
0: good man i appreciate you having me on i'm good how are you
1: well, I, you know, it's been a busy day, you know, you, you know, by, by day I, I put on my cape and I'm a school counselor. And then by, by evening, I, I, I do the uh, writing and uh, the podcasting. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping busy. I think when I spoke to you earlier, um, I was at uh, our girls basketball practice. So when okay. I was texting you this, yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, but um, you know, can you, you let people know about what you do on Saturdays? I know it's a kind of, you know, you have this this longest running sports show, right? On Saturday mornings. Well, I got to ask
0: you first, that's not you playing the guitar at the beginning there, is it?
1: No, you know who that is? That's my, uh, so my daughter, my wonderful daughter, Mariah Pariah, she lives out there in Seattle with her boyfriend, Matt. And Matt, he is a amazing um, musician. And when, when this whole pandemic started, this is when the Johnny Cleveland podcast actually started. And Matt made that little ditty. And um, he's actually made a few more for a few of the other shows that we have here on the Fanatical Elves Network. Nice. So uh, we just uh, really enjoy uh, his, his musical talent. So, no, I, I did not do that. But, yeah.
0: Now, see, this is big time. When, when you have a host that has a personal songwriter for his show, that's what yes. I'm talking about. See, we don't have that down at Voice score
1: <laughs> no, that's but you've got a lot of great um you know the guy the I forget the guy's name that runs the uh, the boards there what a, what a great talented guy there we've uh, what what was his name down Sean there at the state Sean Atkins Chuck Chuck okay yeah. Yeah. yes well let me give he, you a little story yes. about
0: the radio station it used to be Central Ohio Radio Reading Service it's changed its name to Core some a few years back and it's a radio station that has 24 hour programming that caters to the visually impaired mm. the majority of the programming is on tape. People come in and read for certain shows uh-huh. and it's recorded and played at a certain time. And then there's a small faction of live shows. And one of those is the sports talk show that we do on Saturday mornings. Mm. We do it for an hour. I've been doing it for 30, about 30 years now. Wow. And it started before (laughs) me. And I'm told that it's the officially or unofficially, depending on who (laughs) you're talking to, I guess, the longest running sports talk show in Central Ohio. Oh, wow. uh, Radio station is running anything that's been running that long. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing that down there. We've uh, there's a few guys that come in to co-host the show with me every Saturday. We do it for an hour. And I'm hoping okay. looking for people to come in and talk sports. And that's how yes. I get connected with you, thank goodness. I, yes. Yeah. Uh, we've had people on over the years. Um, uh, Alexander Zolkin, the boxer. The heavyweight okay. He was yeah. on at uh uh time. Uh, uh, Clark Kellogg's been down to the station with us. Oh, yeah,
1: Clark. Okay.
0: Archie Griffin's been down to the station with us. Uh, I got the chance some years ago to interview Eric Weinmayer. And mm. Eric is visually—he's blind. Okay, but he—he's a mountain climber. And at the oh my gosh, we had interviewed him. He had already mastered six of the seven highest peaks in the world. Mm. Since then, he has done the seventh. Wow! To, to talk to people like that—that that have that kind of—you mm-hmm. know—that kind
1: of—to
0: uh, go and yes, not let something hold you back is very very. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, i mean it's i just i i've been what i've really enjoyed and and getting to work with you a little bit and going down there and like getting to visit with chuck and you know i have a grandfather that became visually blind over the years and um but he i think i might have told you this he would always sit outside on the on the porch in the back deck in seven hills parma ohio and listen to the old uh indians games on the on the transition you know the radio back then Mm and uh, just you know um what, what they do at voice core and how they, how they bring, you know, the news and, and, and the, and the world around them to, to, mm-hmm. for them. Um, it's really special. I, I actually would like to probably do more volunteering down there um, as, as I get older in my age, uh, <laughs> I become an elder, but um, I think it's a really neat, neat, neat program, neat program that's down there. And, and you've been such a big part of that. Um, and I've enjoyed the, the visits with Chuck and his, his humor. Um, he's, he's got quite a few stories, uh,
0: Chuck is is excellent. And he's an, he's an old time radio guy that has done a lot of broadcasting himself. He Mm. used to, well, still does listens to a bunch of old radio. He can Mm. tell you about broadcast. Chuck is actually a good guy to have on your show.
1: I I'm going to, I'm going to, yes, we need, I need to do that.
0: Yeah. But he, I mean, he could talk about old time radio and broadcasters and, and he can do it better than I can. Yes. Yeah. And he'll tell you he's blessed because he's not sighted, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we tend to take so much for granted because we can.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I really no. have people that do that.
1: Well, you know, and I, I, I've on this show, the Johnny Cleveland podcast, you know, I um, started this ways back and I, my youngest son, Grant, man, people watch their show for a while, know that Grant, Grant will be on the show with me sometimes and he's autistic. And uh, you know, I think that's also another draw to, you know, for me personally, you know, working um, in a variety of, of ways with, you know, those that might have, um, that are hindered by something, you know, we all have something. Mm -hmm. And I think that if, if, people recognize that 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 is is half the battle and makes makes life more more meaningful i think that's why i like like you've you, I'm, you've had hundreds of conversations i know probably with chuck i've only had a few but i, I definitely remember them yeah. um a, after i've after i've 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 had a chat so yeah we'll definitely have to have them on the uh the program here, but um, you know, when you do your show, it's really unique. Those of people that don't listen to your programming much, but you you know, you go through it's a sports show, and you always start off by sharing all the like the football games and things that are going to be broadcast uh throughout the day for those that are listening. And uh then you've had have guests on and uh and we kind of talk about different things. Last week I know we talked a lot about Ohio State and uh Ryan Day's um very, uh, he got a little upset there with uh, uh, Lou Holtz, the 86 year old Lou Holtz. Yeah, um, living here in Columbus, you definitely know that I mean, uh, Columbus is basically run by Ohio State or yeah. the other way, yeah, and uh, everything revolves around it, and uh, just interesting to get all the takes. You know, they had the, the Buckeyes had the bye week, um, this week, and now they get to play what is it, Maryland? Maryland. Is that-
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that a home game? That is a home game. And you know, you were in the studio with me Saturday, and I think I mentioned to you I'm not happy with the way that they generally come out after a bye week.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going to have to correct myself on that because I was doing a little research here. Okay. (laughs) And apparently, like the last four or five years, Mm -hmm. whoever they played after the bye week, they have drilled them.
1: Okay. <laughs> so okay. I, what so what I was yeah. talking
0: about was that they don't necessarily come out and they're fired up and they they just right you know I, they just right. come out and get it done and at the end are of the day they've won by thirty points.
1: Where are you at with? I know we've talked about in the show the the, the quarterback play. Where where are you at with the young? What is the kid's name? McCord.
0: Kyle McCord. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Are you are you on board with the with him? Do you see? Progress, do you see him being the long term guy you know, for me? The
0: jury's still out, mm-hmm. rightfully so. After the first game with uh Indiana, I thought, okay, he doesn't look comfortable back there, so I don't know how much confidence he's got. But then I compared his stats in his first game to CJ Stroud's stats in his first, mm-hmm. game, and yeah, they were comparable, yeah. And Lord knows, CJ turned out to be a great quarterback.
1: What the heck? He's he's playing it out of bounds, man. He's like, yeah. just fantastic right now. He's doing things that I don't think anybody expected. And Houston now has won what two games? or are two yeah. and one. Yep, two and so, two. So uh, two and two. Yeah. So congratulations to CJ Stroud. Well, um, he, not only that, he's
0: thrown for like over a thousand yards or something. No interceptions, five touchdowns or whatever it's been. Whatever yeah. it is, it's a record. For a rookie in their first four games.
1: I think he was motivated by Ryan day's, you know, a uh, burst of, 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 anger against Lou, Lou Holtz. I think, think he was, so? no, <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice to see these, but, you know, because that's been a long thing, you know, um, Harold, you've probably, you know, you think about all these former Buckeye quarterbacks that have come and gone. I mean, Buckeye quarterbacks traditionally have not had much success in the NFL right i mean that's uh, when you start looking historically and but recent times now of course there's somebody like Justin Fields too uh, god i don't know what to make of it, justin fields like i think he's like really a talented quarterback i think it's just the situation in chicago
0: you know so much of that comes into play you need to be in the right place with the right coach and the right offensive coordinator and possibly <laughs> even the right quarterback coach and everything has to be in sync for it to work. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a good example, maybe, is Jared Goff. He went yes. to Los Angeles for whatever mm-hmm. the reason. And, and, and I can't think of the coach's name out there
1: now. Um, um, uh, uh, McAfee? No. I you know, um,
0: seen with his beard. And the that. kid's from
1: Canton, Ohio. He grew up in, Can- in Massillon or Canton. Ah. Um, yeah,
0: well- case, their coach. <laughs> yes. He's supposed to be a great offensive mind. And yes. He had Jared Goff, and that did not work out for whatever the reason. Right. Jared Goff goes on to Detroit, and he's lighting it up.
1: Yes. So
0: I don't know what it is, whether it's the coach or the Sean scheme. McVay. Just Sean McVay. Thank you. Yeah. The coach or the scheme or the system or whatever it is, but all that has to be in sync or it's not going to work. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Justin Fields is a very, very good quarterback, and I think mm-hmm. he could be a very good NFL quarterback. But nothing and nobody is working up there in Chicago. They've no. gone through—I uh, uh, don't know how many quarterbacks since <laughs> Bobby Douglas back in the '70s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they still can't land anybody. It seems like
1: it's a well. Don't bring them to Cleveland. Um, we'll talk about that here in a minute. <laughs> uh, I think let's go ahead, Harold, and pause for a break. We'll do a, We'll do that. And then when we come back from the break, we're going to dive a little bit into the brownies. And I want to get your perspective on what's going on in Cleveland a little bit with Deshaun Watson and maybe the Browns. And uh, Deshaun didn't play on Sunday, though it was a beautiful day and sunny. We'll be right back. This is the Fanatical Elves Network. And this is our Johnny Cleveland podcast. I've got Harold Yarborough as our special guest tonight from Voice Corps. Um, and we'll be right back. Okay, we are back uh here on the Johnny Cleveland podcast. I Harold do want to
0: finish the McCord thought.
1: Oh, yes, let's let's we finish that. Yep. We didn't yep. finish that thought
0: process. You were asking Absolutely. me. About um, I w- I was a little iffy after the first game, but I was giving him a chance because it was the first game. Yeah. Since then, I think he's gotten a whole lot better, and I'm very impressed with what he might be able to do. However, yeah, that yeah. When I look at this last game. Uh, not last. Well, the game with Notre Dame.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> when you look at that last drive, they threw the ball. I, I, I counted it up. I think it was yeah. 12 Twelve. Yes, times. you did that. Yep. Eight of them were not complete. Right. Incompletions. <laughs> Three of them should have been. He just didn't put the ball where it needed to be. At least one of them should have been an interception, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So he had 12 chances or 12 plays anyway. He screwed up eight of them. Mm-hmm. Now you got yeah. He, he put it on the money a couple of times and that got us to the end zone and, and everything was all right. He's got some work to do and I like see, him. but
1: it, Yeah. Now the focus is like on that last drive. I mean, he did convert on a, what there were two big plays that he converted that four, there was a fourth down play, correct?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was like fourth and 10 or nine or something. And he hit the guy good pass. And then there was a late pass that was it the pass down to the goal line that uh, was kind I, of, you know, I had
0: all that written down and I don't, have you it. did.
1: I was impressed when I was looking at your notes, you, you, you <laughs> take notes like I take notes. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually I rarely do that. That was one of those odd times I said, let me, that. yeah,
1: that was let good. That content. I'll tell you, I I just love your, you know, if you tune into uh Harold's show there on the sports show there uh, for voice court, if you get a chance, actually, I know you have to subscribe um well actually but, if i can type in chat here i can put yeah address
0: in there okay the show on saturday mornings from 10 until 11.
1: okay and um
0: i yeah. can put that yeah. i
1: can show that here let me i gotta make sure i spelled it right okay because i i've um always been in, impressed with uh how you um you know things just go and Radio is a little different than doing podcasting, mm-hmm. but um, I always remember my first experience in radio. I was a kid, probably about 10 or 11 years old, and I was living up in Worcester, Worcester, Ohio, mm-hmm. and they had a program where on weekends or during the summer, I could go to the College of Worcester to go to their radio show like their radio programming and we got to learn a little bit about the radio Mm -hmm. and i i remember we were doing music and i remember there were the old tunes from george benson oh turn your turn turn your love around i always remember i I was spinning the tunes i remember that as a kid and it always got me you know all you know that's part of the my attraction to that so (laughs) now did now did you add a comment did you i'm looking for the any con let's see here oh there we go
0: yeah that that's the uh, website to go to if you would yep. like to, let me, to Yeah, TV. let
1: me put that. I'll put that on here. Just let me get that real quick. Yep. It's, um, uh, let's see here. Voice. Yep. Voice like Corpse. The, yeah. Is it voice, voice corpse, right? Right. Org.
0: Yep. I guess right. technically you should have the www in front of it. Yeah, I did
1: that. Yep. Let's uh let me show that here. So if people are watching, I think that's spelled correctly. It's voicecourt.org. Um, the nice thing about your show, and I, I I send the episode, is actually if you go to the website, you can find the downloads of those shows. So, like the show that we did from a week ago or this past Saturday, um, is now like will be downloaded. And so I can download that and I can share it with family and friends. Um, so that, yeah, that's always that's always a good idea. deal. Yeah, down there in the archive. So, um, so just briefly, uh, the brownies. You know, we're. Uh, <laughs> I I had a show last night, and I called it "Overreaction Monday" because I tend to be a little bit overreactive. Any of any people that know me, uh, John Suchen or Johnny Cleveland or however you want to know, go by, uh, know that I can sort of go on my rants, and sometimes I don't make a lot of sense, but. <laughs> um, Regardless, uh, did the show last night, and and part of what we really talked about in that program was about what the hell just happened in (laughs) Cleveland on Sunday um, with Deshaun Watson. Apparently, he got cleared to play in the game, but decided on his own that he didn't want to play. And if you listen to the postgame stuff that was coming out and Kevin Stefanski, I call him Steady Eddie, uh, talking yesterday he didn't, he even, he shared a lot of that. And some people suspect that what's going on there. Is there a little bit of an issue between coach Stefanski and Deshaun? And should we be looking, are we looking too hard into that? And uh, what should we expect? Do you think Deshaun's shoulder injury is bigger than we all think it might be right now? I mean, the fact is he was cleared. He was medically cleared and shows not to play. And it's $230 million, you know, bionic man. I, 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 um, it has a lot of people wound up today.
0: You know, I saw a, let me see if I could find this right quick. I, I think I put it in my notes here for tonight. There was a, uh, a comment from somebody. What did I do with that? Did I close it? There was a comment from somebody that was posted on X,
1: yeah,
0: Twitter, yeah. We know Twitter, but X. And um, they said something about Baker Mayfield used to leave, leave it all on the field and um, and Deshaun doesn't feel like playing, huh? You know, something right. to that effect.
1: Yeah, right. You know
0: something? It, if you just can't play, you can't play. I get that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But with an off week coming up, because this mm-hmm. is my week. Right. Even if he is a little sore, he's got two weeks to to recover. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm.
1: him. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and yeah. <laughs> as good as DTR, our backup quarterback, looked in uh, in uh, preseason. Yeah, he was lost Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was painful. In fact, yep. I thought about you because I knew you had season tickets to the game. Yeah, you
1: asked if I was up there. I said nope. Yeah. I, stay, I stayed home. I we actually gave our tickets um to uh, away to our we had a fanatical elves follower and we gave those tickets away. So hopefully they had a good time. It was a beautiful sunny day, so oh, hopefully yeah. they you know had had a great up great time there and they enjoyed the sunny skies.
0: Well, that's the but, exact reason though. I mentioned to you when we talked about this one time. Listen, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. That's mm-hmm. a three-hour drive. So you're asking me, as a Cleveland Brown fan, to yeah. drive up there, spend two hundred dollars or more on a couple of tickets, mm-hmm. spend twenty-five dollars to park. Yep, <laughs> spend whatever I'm going to spend to eat. Deal with the traffic coming back home, only yep. to watch a product like you gave me Sunday, oh. okay. and I have to well, drive back.
1: I don't even want to tell you this, but the the I think the people that won the tickets that were gave them the giveaway, mm-hmm. they they live in uh, Canada. Really? <laughs> they were, they came down from Canada. Can you oh, imagine? Yeah. All I've just been feeling all week like these guys came down to Canada. They might have flown. They might have driven. And like you just said, I mean, the product was just crap.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, you know the thing about too with the defense, you know, we we talked a lot about that, you know, that stellar defense and the guys buying in the Jim Schwartz, but a lot of talk now has been how they, we went back to kind of this same old Browns. And I, it's this sense of like, did they, the the minute they, there was a little bit of adversity and true. They were on the field a lot because the offense wasn't doing diddly. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just, they took a couple steps back. It seemed like and tackling was an issue. There were several missed opportunities on plays that, could have been stopped potentially, but you know, it's 80 degrees, but that's the same for both themes. Right. It just felt like, I mean, it was just, uh, I felt like the game was close. I mean, I felt like it could have gone either direction there for a good while in the first half. And then that last five minutes of the first half, just sort of, we got, you know, they scored a touchdown and then they got another one mm-hmm. uh, right, right in that last few moments. So uh, do you think, yeah, Carol,
0: you know, it, it, the period up until we got Deshaun, mm-hmm. there was always a question mark as to whether we can get a good quarterback in here to take us to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> the defense always played at least well enough for the most part, mm-hmm. and the offense never lived up to their side of the of mm-hmm. the ball. Now the defense is playing lights out, and all we need is some offensive stability, and that starts with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you can't have a guy like that that's a the money he's making and sit mm-hmm. on the bench when we need him as bad as we do uh, Joe Burrow's playing. Yeah. And
1: he's hurt. Well, I described it Harold last night in my rant on my overreaction Monday show mm-hmm. that we've already experienced the first chapter of Deshaun Watson, that mm-hmm. all the turmoil, all the things that he brought to the team that the team has been dealing with, that he's been dealing with off the field. And now we've entered chapters two, three, and four where we're starting to get a little bit more sense of who exactly this guy is and what he's going to do for our team. And I'm a little concerned. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> well, you know what? The next two weeks are going to tell the tale because you talk about if There's a something between the coach and the quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They've got two weeks to either fix it or mm-hmm. it's going to get worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I I will be there with my my wife and I are going up uh, okay. in, in two weeks. So we're we're that's our our one game that we go to go to the game together. I don't know how many more games are going to be, go up there. Like you said, <laughs> it's a long drive up and a long drive back.
0: And it's only getting colder.
1: And it's only getting colder. Now, um, the, the long I mean, like you just said, the next couple of weeks is very important to see kind of what happens with that. Are you on board with? I mean, Kevin Stefanski has been here now, going into his fourth season. There's some stability with that idea, but <laughs> where are you at with Kevin? And yeah. do you like the guy? Do you think he's a long-term solution? Do you do we are we just begging ourselves to say, well, you know, that Mike Tomlin's done it in Pittsburgh and Andy Reid's done it in Kansas City, so obviously this is going to work out long-term for the Browns, or did? I don't know if Kevin Stefanski is exactly Andy Reid or Mike Tomlin. He's his own guy, but I'm not sold <laughs> yet on the, on the fella.
0: You know, during the Baker Mayfield years, Baker Mayfield, the Baker Mayfield offense had a uh, Nick Chubb and mm. um, uh, ah, 27
1: uh, Kareem. Kareem Hunt. Kareem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As running backs. Awesome. Tandem. Yes, and seemed like every other play, if not seventy-five percent of the plays, he had Baker dropping back to pass as if he was Tom Brady or somebody. He wasn't Tom Brady, and no you way. had this awesome running tandem mm-hmm. that you didn't utilize properly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had plays in the red zone where Chubb was on the bench. That, mm. that I don't know what all the time. I, I, yeah, I want to understand that. Yeah, so, but if you yeah. You know, when when offensive guys become head coaches, I don't even know why you hire an offensive coordinator if you're going to be doing it yourself.
1: Let mm-hmm. the man
0: do his job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, there's look- been talk about that too. You know, will will they ever change that and give the offensive coordinator more more? Uh, you know, let, let, let him call the play.
0: What Why would you want to be an offensive coordinator for somebody that's not going to let you do your job?
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> I mean, especially if they're installing the majority of the plays. If their well, system-
1: all I can think of is Harold too, is like you talked about Baker, you know, throwing the ball, you know, sling it all over the place back in the day and not u- utilizing the run game. And then you look at this, this game. And I know that probably Kevin and the rest of the coaches were probably a little off guard or, uh, weren't expecting Mm -hmm. Deshaun to say no, but, you know, going into the game that whole week, he wasn't playing, he wasn't practicing. They, they should have his coaches built a, 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 like a plan B. And then the, it just looked like, and it felt like he didn't change anything for this DTR kid coming in. And like, he looked like a, you know, running around with his head chopped off, you know, like just it, you know the first play of the game the browns ran for 20 25 yards with Jerome Ford around the the right end of the left end it was a great sweep but then they called Amari Cooper for holding brought it back that was a, it was a great start good rush you know but then you look at you know 36 37 passes uh 16 17 runs between you know the the uh, running backs it's just it was just not what you wanted to see, and the game was close, it was 7 3, it was 14 3. It wasn't it just kept throwing it all over the place. I just,
0: and, boy, and you know, it's magnified to me because the our division is there for the taking, mm-hmm. and nobody seems to want to take it.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, us, but i
1: nobody wants it now. Baltimore's always, you know, okay, they're sitting pretty right now, they're they're winning. Uh, But they've, like, someone, uh, Joel, our contributor here on the Fanatical Elves, the Fanatical uh, Network has said that, you know, you look at it, you know, Baltimore beat uh, an injured Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. Um, They beat C.J. Stroud in its very first rookie game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they beat us with a rookie quarterback, a fifth-rounder, DTR. I think a lot of people that like DTR and fans of DTR saw this, charismatic character, uh, during preseason, yep. uh, uh, and Josh 100. Dobbs. Yeah. Josh Dobbs did the same thing a year ago and everybody got, you know, the, it was scintillating to watch Josh Dobbs a year ago. Now he's in Arizona. Um, do you, so just, I mean, generally speaking, do you think that the Browns, I mean, do you, are you expecting Deshaun to play against San Francisco
0: after two weeks? He, uh,
1: yeah. He better play.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I, I dog him a little bit because he didn't play. Now, I have no idea what condition his arm was in. I mean, you yeah. have to throw the ball. You're a quarterback. Yeah. And I don't know if this is a good analogy or not. Um, I've done a little uh, theater work. Like yes. Acting and, and acting and stuff. Yes. And I used to sing a little more. I don't sing as well as I used to. So I try to stay away from singing stuff now because I don't feel like I can I can maintain that level that I had right as a quarterback. I would think if, if you know what you're capable of doing, but you can yeah. only do it at 65,
1: 70%, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to get out there either. Okay. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if I feel that same way about being a school counselor, but <laughs> 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 don't, don't, don't tell any of any of my, my, my principals. No. So, well, no, I'm kidding. No, but you
0: have to um, know your limitations. Only you know your body.
1: And, absolutely. And
0: yeah, I feel good, and the doctors have cleared me. But I, 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 I don't feel comfortable doing this or whatever. Right, right.
1: I, yeah. I no, we don't know. And I guess it's just one of those things where you know I kept saying, like, "Who am I to blame more? Am I more mad at Sean? I'm mad at Kevin Stefanski, or should what's going to happen next?" And it just seems in Cleveland over and over again you've been a lifelong fan like I have it's just endless it doesn't stop I mean you and you could you could say this about the situation you know yesterday and we didn't know what it would look like with what we're seeing today with what just happened with Deshaun and stuff but you go back historically and you know Baker Mayfield all the issues there Odell Beckham Jarvis Landry all the thing all the stuff that was going on in the Side, former coaches at all the, the the coaching carousel that's come through Cleveland. So uh, you got Kevin Stefanski there now, you know, do you, do you think that he's going to be there beyond this season?
0: I, I think it depends more on how the season ends. Mm-hmm. Are you trending upward or are you mm-hmm. going in the wrong direction? Are you making those bonehead decisions like leaving Chubb on the bench or are you making better decisions that make sense to the guy sitting on the couch with the Monday morning
1: quarterback hat? Um, hey, Carol, this, this, this drives me nuts too, because your point about um Nick Chubb, we, there's a, there's a population a certain percentage of sports writers and analysts, especially in Cleveland who follow the team. And many of them, even when Chubb was doing all these things, they, they, they ignore what you've just said about how they would sit, chubb in, in important situations and they would always come back with well the running game isn't as you don't need it as much you don't need you know nick chubb you're gonna tire him out you're gonna and i'm like are you kidding me where are you like these people that are writing this crap i'm sorry it just drives me nuts as a <laughs> as a, as my as my own writer and, and an analyst i i would get into arguments with the people that i would write with because it was like they they're ignoring what you have like in a nick chubb and then now we don't have him. Now we have to learn how to play the game without him. And I think the team will, you know, is learning that I mean, obviously they got the big win against Tennessee, which was a, I think built on a lot of emotion, but then we get slapped in the face by the Ravens this past week. So
0: well, as far as that 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 thought process, even if Chubb is in there and you don't plan on running him,
1: he becomes mm-hmm. a decoy. Mm-hmm.
0: So now the defense has to concentrate on him. If he's not in there, right. You know, all bets are off. So I, I, uh, yeah. You know, I think coaches outsmart themselves sometimes. Okay, everybody's expecting this. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Remember in the Super Bowl with the uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks? Yes. um, Oh, right. Yes. Also, through the interception when they should have gave the ball to Uh,
1: Marshawn Lynch? Yeah. 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 Man,
0: that
1: was a crazy ball. Uh, was that Pete Carroll coaching then? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he did. They win last night. Yeah, did they, they won beat the, night. they beat the Giants. The Giants are horrible. I got to give Pete Carroll some credit. The guy's seventy two years old. You know, oldest coach in the league right now, and he, seems like he's still enjoying it, having fun. You know, it's funny uh, you
0: mentioned him. Uh, 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 not to change the subject, but I'm no. gonna ask a question right quick. If I was to say to you, I'm gonna give you a coach, and the coach. Has coached a hundred games, yeah, and he won seventy. Well, he's won eighty of them, eighty of his first hundred games, and he's lost twenty of his first hundred games. Great okay, coach. yeah. In the next hundred games, he wins twenty and loses eighty. Uh huh. Is he the great coach that he was when he was winning, or mm. is he just average because he, now he's got a? Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. The reason I ask
0: that question, I look at somebody like a Bill Belichick.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Great record when Tom Brady is there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now Tom Brady is not there, and he looks to be kind of an average coach.
1: Well, we started with
0: him, yeah. Greg Popovich in uh, uh, San Antonio with the Spurs. Mm. With David Robinson and Tim Duncan and those guys Mm. were there. Great coach. Mm. They're not there, and his record doesn't look so impressive. Exactly. is it the players that are making them great?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean you got yeah, yeah, right, I mean you've coached, you've probably have you coached in your day? Have you no. no, okay. Well, I mean I've coached, you know, a lot of middle school high school kids and you know, there you get, you know, you get the kid that's pretty talented. That that kid can really help your team. Mm-hmm. Um they they so it it's I think it's a lot on the on on what a, what you got with with the kid, or or with the player, or the the pro athlete, or the college athlete, obviously. So, um, yeah, Pete Carroll, White, and then Bill well, Belichick. The yeah,
0: now, I'm sorry. That's the reason I brought that up when you mentioned Pete Carroll. We held these guys as great coaches because yes,
1: of these champions. Yeah, Pete Carroll
0: has been consistent in winning and winning, it, not necessarily championships, but right seasons. No matter yeah. what his roster is. It, Gino well, Smith is looking like an all-star quarterback. Uh,
1: okay. So, but like, you know, you go back to somebody like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, you know, he started with the Browns, right? I mean, he right. transitioned, got canned, As right when coach they coach went to Baltimore. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, um, but he wasn't doing I mean, he was semi-successful here. He pissed everybody off because here in Cleveland because he got rid of Bernie. You know, that was the that was <laughs> yeah. the big that was the big divide before he left. So you know, um, no, Pete Carroll is a, you know, I've, I've, I was an anti, I'm not a big Pete Carroll fan, but I like we're saying is like, he's been there for a long time and, and he's wherever consistent. he's gone, he's yeah. consistent. Yeah. I don't know. Are there are other, I mean, Andy Reed comes to mind because he had, you know, pretty good success. I think he was in Philly, right? Yeah. Before. Uh-huh. Well, um,
0: I, now at the rate we're going now. Mr. Ryan Day might be in that category. If, mm. if you consistently win ten or eleven games and can't win the championship,
1: where do you think? Where will he go? Will he jump to the NFL?
0: Oh, I have no idea. I, I don't know what his desires are. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I I can't answer that question. You,
1: but I can. Okay, but as far as the coach of Ohio State, you've watched a lot of coaches. Where does he rank with you as far as? Talent and being a really excellent coach. Um, Maybe yeah X's and O's or motivation or what do you, where do you, where does he land for you? For me,
0: I think he's the best coach we've ever had. My oh. favorite coach has been Trestle. Yes. I love Jim Trestle. Okay. And even if it was Trestle ball, there was something about him. All his teams were always prepared and,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know, they might not light it up the way. Although, yeah. if you think back to Trestle, When, um, uh, shoot, 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 shoot. Can't think of the quarterback's name.
1: Um, Krenzel.
0: No, 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 no. Under Tressel.
1: Um, geez. Uh, you asked me to go back a ways. Um, (sighs) we'll we'll come back to that.
0: Yeah, we'll come back to that. Well, well, that's another story anyway.
1: Yeah, another story.
0: Too far off, (laughs) right.
1: Um, well, Harold, I want to, I think we'll probably wrap things up. Is are there some uh, any like people want to reach out, uh, listen to you? They're going to tune into um, VoiceCore right on Saturday. I'm going to bring that up again here. Um, on is it Saturday mornings?
0: Saturday mornings at ten o'clock. Now mm-hmm. I say that I don't go in on first Saturday. There's a couple of guys that come in and run it for me on first Saturday. So oh, okay, be here this this coming week. Okay. But you can still check them out; they're very good.
1: Yes, well, you know, I've just so much. I, enjoy, I wanted to get you on the show because I've enjoyed my experience in going over there on Saturdays and and uh, having a conversation with you and the, and the other guys. And so, uh, thank you for joining us here on the Johnny Cleveland Podcast and part of the uh, Fanatical Elves Network and Fans First Sports Network. And uh, hope hope you would like to come back, Harold. We'll talk more more uh, more sports and Let me philosophy. Know.
0: <laughs> philosophy i'm out
1: No, yeah i talked about Well, you have to go back and listen to the show last night i called you a great sports philosopher oh my goodness so, but all right harold hang tight don't don't, don't leave me here uh, but we're gonna say goodbye to everybody and i always finish the show by re- t- reminding everybody on the johnny cleveland podcast to keep smiling take care everybody have a great night all right, let's see. Goodbye everybody.
0: Good earcoat.
1: That's right.